0: listening to Florida Songwriters Association Podcast. Podcast, your main source for music industry
1: news, networking, and business education.
0: Welcome to Florida Songwriters Association Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Lane, and my guest today is Mr. William Stewart, musician and director who has toured with Byron Lee and the Dragoneers inner circle and third world we will discuss his career and reggae music william thank you for being on florida songwriters association podcast
2: steve thank you for having me this morning here it's wonderful i'm you know excited and uh, glad to be able to be part of this wonderful podcast with your wonderful company sir so William, you were born in England to Jamaican
0: parents. Your family moved to Jamaica when you were a young boy. Your love of music led you to a illustrious career that has included being a member of the popular band Third World. At what age were you when you were a member of the international known band Third
2: World? Well, I was at the age of... I joined Third World when I was 20, I suppose 2021. 20, age, I joined, but coming from inner circle. So when I left England at the age of 11, I went on to Jamaica because I was a Jamaican parents born in England. Went to Jamaica, saw Barley play, and I said I want to be a drummer. That's what I want to do. Went to school and formed my own band called Visions. Which was in school at Wilmers in Jamaica, and then I went into inner a circle bad boys, by boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when it come for me? And girl, I wanna make you sweat. Right? Those songs are very popular. Too. And then while I was in a band, members of Third World, we were all kids and had our own band, like Cat, Ibu, um, Bunny, myself. We was all in the band in a circle together, and then. In the inner circle, Bonnie left first, and then I left and went into Byron Lee. And um, Kat and Ibu remained in Third World. And then after a while, they decided they wanted to form Third World. And so that's how Third World formed. They formed it with uh, Ibu, Kat, Prilly, who was the lead singer then. And Richie, the bass man, came in. And And they started to play. And after a year, They went to England, and they had a drummer called Carnell. And when they came back from England, Carnell left the band, and that's when I came in, 1976. Um, Well, 1975, December, our first gig was at the Playboy Club in Ocevillas, Araka Besa. I played the first gig. And by six weeks later, we were touring with the album called Third World, which was done in England. We were touring the whole of America, San Francisco. We went to San Francisco to to stay there in San Francisco. Chris Blackwell thought it'd be good for us to get, you know, to as young a band to get our, you know, to get to learn a lot of stuff, to see how America was and, and promote the album and get some experience, which was, we were there seven months so that was that was my introduction in third world so during that
0: time third world produced 13 albums of which five received grammy nominations you have recorded and performed with such renowned artists as stevie wonder and eddie grant performed live with carlos santana bob marley over the years other notable performances including Sharing a stage with Percy Jones, Sting, Michael Jackson, Brian Adams, and you too. Uh, tell
2: us about that. Well, let's go back if you want to individually. <laughs> All right. Well, the, the, the joining Stevie Wonder to play with Stevie Wonder started um, while we were in Jamaica. And he went and visited. He was on a holiday in Ocho Rios. And we heard he was there and he would jam every night. I don't know if he was there for about two, three weeks. And this band called Happiness Unlimited, he would jam in Archarias with them. And it was really fun, fantastic. We all used to hear about it. So one evening I went and some friend told me, you know, where he was. And I went there and I met him. And he says, oh, I remember you guys, I, I, I have a friend. One of his managers was a big manager in England and I played our album. For him, that was Rock the World. We had just done CBS album called Rock the World, and we are getting ready you know, to start touring because Rock the World was like number nine in England or something like that. And he says, I loved it, man. I heard it. I love you guys, man. I've heard so much about you. And we talked, and he, he ended up coming back to Kingston. Like, he came, like I'd say, seven o'clock in the night and spent the whole night, <laughs> left ten o'clock the next morning. And um, we brought him, We and myself brought him to Sheridan to hang out, people were going crazy. When he came to my house, um, the whole neighborhood, all the children came to prison, they couldn't believe it. It was like Santa Claus in a sense, you know? People could not believe it. Anyway, he, after we went out, we came back one o'clock, Ibu sat down and we were playing the records. I played all of our records. And he was just listening to them and talking to me. It was really fantastic, he had breakfast. And, thing, and then he left and went back. It was a great, great, that's a start. Um, um, after that now, um, Bob Marley, we talked a lot about Bob Marley and everything. And Bob Marley had died. And he called me because we were going to play for a celebration of Bob Marley's, um, you know, Sunsplash, which was the biggest concert at the time, you know, in Jamaica and in for for international concerts to soundbasket it was huge. And they were going to put on a concert, um, I think it would be 1981, at um, Jarrett Park in Montego Bay. I think Jarrett Park is Montego Bay. I think that is, it. yeah. So Bina Park is Kingston, yeah. So Jarrett Park, 30,000 people there. And he calls me and said, Willie, I want to do something for Bob. I said, well, we're playing, you know, come, come and join us. And he said, okay, but we don't, we don't tell nobody. So we stayed at the Wienham Hotel, and the Saturday night, he came in that morning. So we're playing the Saturday night, right? So we and when you go on with Sunsplash, you're going on six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Believe it or not, it starts eight o'clock, and the concert finishes like ten o'clock in the morning. sure so we were headlining. We started at six, because we know we'd have to play with him. And so... Everybody's wondering. They hear the rumors, but they don't know. We are not there. We are at the roof. So we started in a hotel, Wynnum which was about five miles away. We were rehearsing. Our crew knew everything. They put certain instruments in the room, and we were going over certain things with him because we were going to play "Master Blaster." But we to give him the real Jamaican version, and he was going to play. Um, now that we found love, and he wanted to do um, one of Bob Marley's songs, you know, Redemption Song. So. We go, we start, we're playing. So the crew knows when they're sending him for him and pick him up. And then when they're at the end of our set, he comes, you know, and he's around the backstage. The place erupted. The police were supposed to keep security, right? They're supposed to be able to hold the line of anything. When he comes out of the car, pneumonia, all the police, there's Stevie Wonder, wow! Everybody, 30,000 people, it was like unbelievable. When he comes straight, it was like electricity. It was electricity going through everybody. I mean, and it's like deja vu. It's like he, he's like he started to sing all that he talked about. Third World on the One, which was us. Third World on the One, Master Blaster. Um, Bob Marley, people were playing Bob Marley songs. All the vendors in the park, you know? And jamming till the break of dawn. The break of dawn, we were playing a song. It was like, it was it was unbelievable. After that concert, believe me, people clapped it was it was uh, the only thing i'm sorry about that there was nobody with a video because they said all videos must turn off but boy someone should have kept it just for history but you can it's on i can send it to you one day it's on our uh, YouTube. someone did record the sound excellently and at least it's a great uh, audio recording of it william let's give our listeners a
0: little history of reggae music and where and how did reggae get started
2: Going back, we you would have a mentor. We started, and how we go is that in Jamaica music, you have, um, <laughs> we was on the Spanish rule, and came over the British rule. So because of us and our, you know, Arawaks from that time, and our African, because they, they sent the, the most, the, the rebellious uh, slaves to to Jamaica. So we had this major thing, so um, we would, have the drums and we bring that. That was the beat. Coming a beat and all those beats was our African thing. And the the singing was the Anglo-Saxon end of it. So things like um, All them all them things that was a singing Anglo-Saxon. But the rhythm mental, so mental. I'm a human. Da 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 da. da da da. That feel very African, so that was the, the, the rhythm. So it started with Mento, and Harabella Fonte had, had had from there, started to release records. And it's just the other day I found out that Harabella Fonte was the first person, Jamaica was the first set of people within the a- African situation and, and thing to sell one million records. Harabella Fonte was that. He got a deal with Sonia, it was amazing. So he and Lord Fly was responsible for, it was like kind of Calypso, but Mentor is that type of thing. So that's where it started. Then after Mentor, Scott, it was Scatterlights, Lloyd Names playing drums, fantastic. Then you had people like Bob Marley, Whalers, all of them recording on the Scat. Um, Derek Morgan, um, you know, Prince Buster, all of these. Clancy was in that too, your uncle. <laughs> And just and started. Now the whole thing about it before the change with scale and everything, there was a difference because there's two things. In the with the scale was so fast, the, the 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 patrons who were dancing said they wanted to slow it down. That was one argument. The other argument is that in the scale when they were playing it, the drummer who was lightning, who was Reverend, he's the inventor, of the incredible drummer, was catalyzed. He had gone on tour. So some of the drummers could not play as fast. So they played the beat, because guys chick, chick, is dunk, 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 half the tempo. So it was the same type of beat. So it started to slow down. Then it went into reggae. Rocksteady was more, dunk, da-dunk, da-da-dunk, dunk, chick, 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 chick 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 the guitar was on and them say all oh, the reggae god that said that um there's many versions of who named it reggae they said that um toots heard the guitar and he said hear the guitar said stregge 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 in jamaica was like a, a woman who was very loose you know they call them streggies but yeah th- that, that is said nobody really know fully and then you say reggae reggae and it became reggae because they say so, striker, striker. So we guitar and they said that. And There's other people that said that they, 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 they said that. um I think Bonnie Lee Striker was the one who was a big producer that he came up with the name. It was there because they made it there. There's a lot of different theories on it, but
0: yeah, even Clancy Apple said he came up with the name.
2: That is what I also heard too. So <laughs> you have variations. Clancy Apple was one of the and came up with that as his name. In fact, he named Third World. So it it could be, he named Sons of Third World. He says, Ibu, we played at the stadium. I was in the band then. And he said, listen, you guys, because they was going to call themselves like Susumba or something like that. He said, no, man, you are the sons of Third World. So they dropped the sons off and called it Third World.
0: William, that is exactly how Third World received their name. Let's take a quick break for our first song called Committed by Third World.
1: I want your Papa my me up it. come back again. A Sullivan, David, I miss the Bon Jovi that is no problem. Me want one lover, I'm a one girlfriend. Me no want nine ten, me not want twenty. Me only want one lover to love her badly. And when you walk to judge, I know it's fiery. So me still want the Bon Jovi rhythm, but me
0: Florida Songwriters Association Podcast, your main source for music industry news, networking, and business education. Welcome back, and that was Committed by Third World. My guest today is Mr. William Stewart, musician director, and we are discussing his career and reggae music. William, let's talk more about you. You have a strong humanitarian belief, which have earned many awards, including the United Nations Peace Medal, two AACP Image Awards nominations, and a Diamond Award of Washington, D.C. As Jamaica's most successful act next to Bob Marley, Third World became known as a reggae ambassador. Recently received the Stellar Award given by Partners for Youth and African American Achievers Award. Nominee special recognition. Tell us more about that.
2: That that is my combination with Third World because what happened is that we went to the UN and because of our music, um, like you know, we went apartheid. They wanted us to come um, when South Africa. You know, the apartheid, there was a whole band on South Africa because of the injustices through apartheid. And so they were asking people to come to Sun City, pay them a lot of money just to be there. But certain musicians didn't want to have, all cricketers, didn't want to have anything to do with it because until they free apartheid, until apartheid stopped in South Africa. So they still wanted to have acts to come in. And then Sun City was a kind of, resort area but they use it to play to create you know entertainment for those who could afford it so they'll keep on asking us third world why don't you come and play and and we keep on saying no so finally somebody there was a representative in la I said, we sort of said Let, let's we'll have to talk to you face to face because i don't know why you're asking us this so he came on top of well sun city is going to be great you know the people and we said until our people is free we will not go to South Africa. Half a million dollars they offered us together. We said, no money. When we play for our people, it's gonna be free. And we know that our people are free and celebrate that. Until then, we're not interested. So uh, for a while, they would play our songs on Bob Marley's songs when ANC, Nelson Mandela was ANC um, at that time, his organization. And, they, and some of the freedom fighters would play Bob songs and some of us to go and fight for freedom. So it was unbelievable. And, and on the day that South Africa was free, I flew the day before and arrived the morning, eight o'clock in South Africa when it was free. Boy, that was something else for me.
0: Willie, that was an amazing story. It is now time for our second song called One Drop of Love by Joseph
1: George. Right now so give someone a helping hand equality for everyone moving in one direction building trust for a solid foundation willing hearts making stronger stronger nation Realize that you are not alone in the harmony of voices that's united now. Inspiration today, wisdom and understanding, guide us to a better way. No one said it would be easy, but we're gonna make you believe me. life for future generations, put your one drop of love in motion. One drop of the One drop of love.
0: your number one number one songwriters association podcast welcome back and that was one drop of love by joseph George it's time to thank our sponsors solutions and music for sponsoring Florida songwriters association podcast episode 6. You can contact Solutions in Music at www.solutionsinmusic.com. My guest today is Mr. William Stewart, musician slash director, and we are discussing his career in reggae music. William, as co-founder and chairman of the non-for-profit Embrace Music Foundation, you continue to build your musical legacy in ways that restore, preserve, and fortify the impact of music on schools and within the communities. Tell us about Rhythm of
2: Africa, the concert. Well, the, the the project is to take. Well, this 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 was our ace one that we did on the 29th of February, before the COVID lockdown, and um, <clears throat> we have done through Miami, throughout here. We have done workshops where we we'll work with kids at risk students, like between 14 and 16. 17 probably up to 17 and we train them once a week for two hours and like we do 29 or 30 hours and this is where the, the students are not musicians they've never played before we have a formula we train them and then we put them on a show with musicians videos of africa is a journey from africa northeast south puerto Rico, cuba um, brazil um, new orleans jamaica trinidad and it's, it's unbelievable. And we have different musicians that come up with that and dancers. So when you're looking at it, so the children are part of it. They're playing a part of it. And they get to play with incredible musicians. And the people love it. The audience love it. We get sponsors and donors. For like the first five or six, it was free. And then we charge because we use it to put back in some of the programs in the school. So that is what Rhythms of Africa is. We, we, we had our last concert, which 2,600 people and they're still talking about it. You know? William, it's now time for our final song called
0: Return to Love by Chris Irie.
3: I can't turn on news anymore Cause it pulls me into depression And they do anything now Just to get our attention, and we are all controlled by people who are money driven. No one stops to think, Who am I? No one stops to even listen. But the world Oh, t- is your girl
0: party b this is is drezzy drake your number one number one songwriters association podcast welcome back and i'm your host steve lane and that was return to love by chris irie my guest is reggae artist and musician william stewart william it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast and thank you so much your knowledge in reggae music
2: and speaking with us today thank you so much steve and god bless you and keep a good workout thank you william stewart
0: and if you are a songwriter or artist who would like your songs to be played on florida songwriters association podcast please send your songs to indie songs at flsw.org florida songwriters association podcast episode 7 will be national radio promoter Wayman Jones, who will discuss how COVID-19 is affecting commercial radio. I want to thank you for listening to the Florida Songwriters Association podcast and to all the reggae performers. Big up.